Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Tobolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss microcylinders, stepmom, and Elm Street. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Tomorrow is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. Listening on your phone? Now you can pay while you listen using the same device. Just tap and go. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible city consumer credit cards and debit cards. Design Crowd is a website that helps startups and small businesses outsource or crowdsource custom graphics, logos, and web design from over 500,000 designers around the world. Check out designcrowd.com slash tomorrow. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com forward slash tomorrow to learn more and receive a special $100 VIP offer when you start your next project. Or simply enter the discount code tomorrow when posting a project on Design Crowd. My guest today is a very talented, very, very talented writer from Gawker, one of my favorite uh, websites on the planet. I'm, of course, talking about Ashley Feinberg, who is a senior writer at the uh, soon-to-be-sold Gawker Media Empire. And you write for Gawker. I do. Just I, Gawker. I, now I write for Gawker. I used to write for Gizmodo. Oh, oh, anyhow, thanks for being here, by the way. Thank you. Sorry. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dove right into a question. Um, no, so you used to write for, you got your start mm-hmm. at Gizmodo. Right. You yeah. were a... I was an intern at Gizmodo, and then I went up the ranks before eventually going to gawker.com. Yeah. Who, who was your editor when you started at Gizmodo? Uh, Joe Brown. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was in the Joe Brown era. Oh, Joe Brown era. Yeah, and okay, then... interesting. I, I had, we had about maybe like four different editors and who, chiefs. Who came after Joe? Uh, after Joe, it was Jeff Mana. Is that the building guy? He was... That was the design years or months. Okay. The design months. Then, well, then after and him? And then Brian Barrett. Oh, yeah, Brian Barrett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Emily Newitz. And then I bounced. Wow. Yeah. That was it. You were like, no female editor is going to be in charge of me. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> I, I never really wanted to write about tech, so it was a good time to kind mm-hmm. of move on. And so you jumped, uh, so that would have been like, what, a year, two years ago, uh, a year and a half ago? Yeah, I moved in April of 2015, so uh-huh. however long ago that so was. not that long ago. I can't, yeah, I don't like know. Like a little over numbers. a year? A little over a year, sure. We could probably figure it out, but. I don't want, I don't <laughs> want to spend any time. And now you're writing about, basically about politics. Right. Well, you're writing about politicians. For, yes, politics, for, for, yeah. For, <laughs> yeah. For Gawker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tell me, so let's, I want to, before we get into that, uh, you were an intern at Gizmodo, mm-hmm. okay? And you was that like a full time gig? Yeah, that was a full time. I was in a, I was intern intern for a month before not being an intern anymore. But yeah, it was okay. a. And so they had you doing what, like writing, like on the weekend and at night and stuff. Mostly when I was an intern, I was kind of just looking for stories to pitch for other writers to write. For oh, really? Part. Yeah, I was mostly just kind of like watching. You're like reading the news? And learning. Basically, yeah. Tech news. Interesting. About gadgets. Do you remember your first... What was your first story that you wrote? It was really, really, really bad. It was um, it was about a table. It was... Uh, I don't know. It was... It was just very, very. It took. It was four sentences long. It took me maybe like four hours to write. Ryan, do you think we could find that? <laughs> Can you Google that and find Ashley's first post on Gizmodo? It's a nightmare. Two thousand twelve. Twelve. It had the word IKEA in the headline about a okay. table. Oh, that's easy. Search for uh, her name. <laughs> I tell you how to Google her <laughs> name: IKEA table. See what you come up with. I've read it maybe twice. Since Are you the excited name about it? Every time. No, I'm not. Are you excited about hearing it live on the air? Uh, no, not even remotely. Yet. This isn't live, so you're okay. So, so you said you started about gadgets. Mm-hmm. Did you review anything? 
Yeah, I reviewed uh, some stuff. I reviewed uh, Will I Am's uh, Pulse Smart Cuff, oh, yeah. which is actually the only fun review I did that I can think of. Did you get to talk to Will I Am about it? No, God, I wish. Uh, so let me get this straight. Were you like a gadget nerd? No, I. Well, so in my interview, I kind of lied a little bit about knowing what Android was and kind of. So you lied about knowing what Android. I'd, was. I'd heard of it. They wanted me to like talk about how it differed from iOS, and I. I think I bullshitted enough to make it. As a famous Joe Brown, that his uh, interview process was very strict. Was he'd it? Make, yeah, he'd make you say what the difference was between Android it's, and iOS. It's a notorious. I keep anybody out. Yeah, except for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah. Well, you lied about it. Right, so it worked. Uh, so so anyhow, so you lied about knowing what Android was. Yeah, and then I got the job. Well, why did you want to write for Gizmodo if you didn't care? they were hiring. And I wanted to, I wanted to write for, I, I liked Gawker a lot. I liked Gawker Media a lot. You just want to get like close to it. Yeah, and it was a job to have. What were you doing before that? I had just graduated college. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Trinity University in San Antonio. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. It's in Texas. Indeed. A lot of great barbecue down there. There, there is. They have yeah. a lot of barbecue. Yep, a lot of barbecue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you graduate school. You're like, man, I got to work at Gawker. Well, Ga- I'm like, I, I, I want to write somewhere. Right. Just and anywhere. I yeah. I, I had. You didn't write anywhere before that. No, I hadn't really planned a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm going to New York. Did, did you, had you moved to New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, okay. I'd moved like a month before that. So that's the thing, man. People who moved to New York, those are the people who get shit done. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to find a job and right. you it get yeah, yeah, you get desperate. Next thing you know, you're writing about gadgets exactly. at Gizmodo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, now let's, let's speaking of writing about gadgets at Gizmodo, Ryan is going to read your first ever post for Gizmodo written. And I want to hear the date and everything, time of oh, day. Oh, I'm going to give you a dramatic reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. This coffee table looks better and assembles easier than your IKEA furniture. Mm. Ashley Feinberg, 10 05 12, 7 p.m. Filed to Beautiful. Wow, right near, right around my birthday in uh, it was 2012. For you. It was a gift to you. Wow, I wish it had been. In a world plagued with difficult decisions, Max PTK's Kaitera coffee table is a marriage of utility and style and a welcome reprieve from having to choose just one. Mm. Natural wood edges combined with a brightly painted A frame for a modern take on a classic geometric form. And as an added bonus, the double-layered design leaves ample storage space. But the best part of the minimalist frame? Fewer parts to make it a breeze to assemble and take apart. Though it seems <laughs> unlikely you'll ever want to do the latter. Wow. Via design milk. Wow. This was the design era? Yeah. No, no. This was just... This is Joe Brown. Yeah, this was just... I think I was This trying... must have been something they were like, see if you can do this. And they were like, well, I guess we have it now. We might as well publish it. I, no, I, I mean, that is like... That is really bad. Hearing, Not the writing no, is fine. No, it's, no, none of the words make sense in the order they're placed no, it's in. Like, it's like... It sounds like a kind of a little PR thing oh, yeah, for 100%. the table. But, but what's really interesting to me is that... <laughs> I remember, like, I think 2012 is kind of late in this, but, like, right. when there was, and we, you know, at Engadget, like, you know, early on. Well, you know, yeah, that's what I was emulating. Like, all, I went through, like, past archives and was like, how do they write about tables? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's like there was a moment where we were just like, kind of cranking through, like, oh, it's a new thing. Like, just write yeah. whatever we know about it right now. Just write that and put it up unless, like, some content. Uh-huh. People, still, people still do that. Well, I know yeah, people still I, do yeah. it, but I'm just saying, like, we were like. That was, this like, not what... a bad thing to do once, but, and then. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what your second post was. Uh, we should find out. I have no idea. Let's I look think into after, it. Every time Ryan's going to go, I like this. Maybe this will <laughs> whole, the whole show will be dotted with your kind of past. Maybe I'll buy the table. So anyhow, so you did that for a few years mm-hmm. through four editors. <laughs> yeah. Which is a real whirlwind. It sure is. And then you and then you went to Gawker. Mm-hmm. And then you went to Gawker, you said about a year and a half ago. No, a year ago, sorry. Yeah, a little over a year ago. And and were you, did you immediately start writing about politics? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I sort of tried a bunch of different things. I still... I wrote about like politics and internet culture mostly, which I still write about internet culture sometimes. But yeah. 
What's the last internet culture thing you wrote about? Uh, Brendan Fraser's website. What is that, that all about? The other week. It's uh, the best website on Brendan Fraser, uh, star of uh, uh, Encino Man. Man. He made a lot of movies about like being a guy from uh, the past. Yeah, Looney Tunes. Yeah, some Looney Tunes movie. He's in that weird movie. It's George of like, the Jungle. It's called like Shaky Bones or something. If you go to his Monkey website, Bones. If Monkey you go Bones. to his website, you can find all these films and more. <laughs> What's going on at his website? You have pulled it up right now? It's incredible. It was, yeah. Whoa. It's it's great. It was wow. made in 2004. This is cool. Uh-huh. I'm into it. Doesn't he, isn't he broke, though, because his like, ex-wife took all his money? Rebecca Romain? That, did, did no. She? Oh, wait. Who was that? Oh, that? Who am I thinking of? That would suck for Brendan. Wait, who? You're thinking of John Stamos. John, no, no, no. John Stamos. <laughs> before John Stamos, Rebecca Romain was married really? to somebody. I mean, she's married to, uh, what's his face now? Uh, Jerry O'Connell. Yes, Jerry O'Connell. Okay, Jerry, o- those are Fraser. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell and Brendan Fraser feel weirdly interchangeable. If you recombined <laughs> the parts of John Stamos onto Jerry O'Connell, you might get Brendan <laughs> that, That's generous to Brendan Fraser. Well, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jerry O'Connell's like such yeah. a great, he's well, so great. John Stamos, whatever. Yeah, right. But, I mean, yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's the best website and it has not changed since... Early 2000 era. It's not updated at all? No, 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 no. And it's fantastic. You, he, there has weird little like pop-ups like at a certain section. Do you want to hear his, the like, sound hands will come up. Yeah, please. It's exciting. Oh, it's like, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like ZomboCom. Uh-huh. It's like, elevator music. Yeah, it's good. It sounds like the music from ZomboCom. You know ZomboCom? Really? Right. You don't know what ZomboCom is? I have is? no idea what that is. Please load up ZomboCom. <laughs> Zombo.com. I can't believe neither of you know what Zombo.com is. Uh, this hasn't, I was going to guess like a zombie comedy until no. you said .com. It used to be the best site on the internet. It's very funny. Anyhow, <laughs> getting back to your uh, right. con- your content. Mm-hmm. So you write about internet culture, but then you really, what you're really known for now yeah. is your uh, investigative <laughs> yeah. reporting. Uh-huh. On on various political figures. What's fun is that you take like something spe- highly specific and you do like hardcore Watergate style reporting. Yeah. On That's it. the only thing that matters anymore. Well, the thing is, everyone, <laughs> is it? I want to hear that yeah. theory a little bit. I mean, well, everyone writes about everything else that happens, but it's sort of the very minutia that is the most bizarre when you really look at it. I think. And yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I think everyone's writing the same story mm-hmm. every day. You're not writing the same story. You're mm-hmm. writing a story. About Jeb Bush's sweater. Yeah, it's you're saying what matters. you're saying you're looking at the tough stuff. You're saying is Jeb Bush wearing the same sweater over and over again? Mm-hmm. Was he? He, I, he, I think. <laughs> Tell me about that story a little bit. Okay, well, so uh, my favorite sort of it, throughout the primaries, I would sort of focus on one usually conservative politician as my like personal so here's who i'd put in the cross <laughs> no 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 i love jeb bush i miss jeb bush every day yeah, but um yeah so it was jeb bush for a very long time until he dropped out but um so in my being obsessed with jeb bush i had a column on tweet deck that was just jeb bush content and tweets and so i was it like just the jeb at jeb bush or was it, it was like just jeb the... bush it was uh his wife it was like jeb bush trending news. Oh, you made like a list of jeb bush yeah, sources jeb bush related yeah. content um the only good content <laughs> and uh so i noticed that he had been wearing the same sweater for a few days in a row and um this struck me as notable because it is and so then I did some digging and I looked at his TV appearances for those days and I looked at the town halls he was at and Jeb Bush had been wearing the same sweater for four days in a row. And uh, yeah, and so I kind of... You don't think it was the same type of sweater 
he had four different versions, four different. That was one of my questions, okay. but um, it was not. I'm pretty sure he has Doug Funny's closet. That's well, that's like that's my dream, really. But um, if anyone has a picture of that, please send it to me. But of um, his closet, of his closet, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I bet Jeb Bush has a picture of it. I've I've asked him to send. He's not doing much right now. He's not endorsing. He's wandering around. Boston, oh no, he endorsed. Right? Yeah, he endorsed the independent candidate, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, what's his name? Gary uh, Johnson? Yeah, Gary Johnson. I think he endorsed Johnson. Unless I'm maybe. making that up. He's definitely not endorsing Trump. Might have been a dream I had. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was the kind of dream I had. Like, oh, what if Jeb endorsed Gary uh, Johnson? He says he's voting, he's considering voting for Gary Johnson. That's, that's, huge. that's, that's, that's quite huge. an endorsement. That's huge. That's, yeah. uh, as far as Jeb goes, that's the yeah. strongest term he's going to speak. <laughs> that's the most bold he's ever been on any topic. <laughs> Please clap. Um, <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. So you were investigating oh, right. this right. And sweater. So I, I basically I posted the investigation, and then I emailed Jeb because he loves to answer emails because everyone needs friends. And um, so he responded after the post went up, and he said, um, "I can actually pull the email." Well, no, I can't. Yeah, no, no, you yeah. can't. Oh, yeah, Ryan actually, can. Yeah, it's, it's on the post. Ryan, can you pull, can you pull the email yeah. up from Jeb to Ashley? There were several updates in yeah. the. Yeah, it was. A little... I remember. I remember the email. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because uh, I wonder how much we don't. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. But it's very possible that the electorate was very impacted by your story. About I think his... it's what killed his campaign, personally. I mean, it's it's very possible that people, people read were disgusted, that. Yeah. They were like, this guy's weak. He is, he's wearing a gross old sweater. Honestly, I think it speaks to Jeb's character that he's that confident in himself, personally. He's like, I can wear whatever I want. Yeah, you know, I'm a, bu- I'm a bush. <laughs> it wasn't four consecutive days I was in Miami on Sunday. Like notice this. on Tuesday evening, I wore another sweater. Also notice that ISIS has not been defeated. I am the proud owner of four sweaters, and I have the best tax plan. Jeb sent from my iPhone. That's a high-energy email. Pretty good parts of that email. Yeah. I got to say, in a way, he's almost, almost making fun of himself. But then he won't allow he himself email to email at six in the morning. That's, he, you know, he'd been up for like three hours. Okay, trust me. He loves here's, email. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He almost is like. Who cares how many sweaters I have? ISIS is. He could have been like. Exactly he he could have been like. You know what? I'm too busy working on fighting ISIS to think about changing my sweater, which would have been kind of a cool response. But he doesn't really go there. Well, the thing is, after he sent me that, I emailed him back and asked him how ISIS and his sweater uh, count were related, and he never answered, which mm-hmm. to me is highly questionable. And uh, well, it's like uh, yeah. just like Trump said, uh, you guys. Uh, what was Trump's name for him? Did he have a nickname for Jeb? No, he was just low energy. Shaky, low energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably had too too low energy to answer your email. But do you think? Yeah, there's a part of the electorate that just heard about, you know, saw your story, mm-hmm. and they were like, "This guy's weak. He's soft. If he can't change his sweater every day, how can we expect him to lead the free world?" If that's what happened, I regret the story because losing Jeb was a big blow to me personally. Yeah, for you, you, yeah, you ran out of material. Well, you then a, I went to cruise. It, t- it took a while for me to like really yeah, latch on to cruise. Yeah, tell me about cruise now. Cruise is a guy who's interesting because mm-hmm. now who started? Oh, actually, let's go back a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, who started the cruise zodiac thing? Is that? Um, I think that was started on Twitter. Is that Patty Mo who I think started so, it? Yeah, it's Patrick Monahan. Is I his name, so. I think. Yeah, who's like a guy who I, he's written for a few different places. Has it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think he has, but he's not really. He's just kind of an a Twitter person. Yeah. But every once in a while, he does something really funny. Like yeah, I mean, the zodiac thing caught on. It really caught yeah. on so much that we had an election where Ted Cruz, his wife at least, Heidi had to answer questions. Well, and public policy polling asked uh, Florida voters whether they thought Cruz was the Zodiac killer. <laughs> and they, a third, I, I believe like a third were not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the problem with Ted, the problem with Ted Cruz is that 
You look at him and you're like, maybe he, I don't know. I mean, the timeline doesn't match up. Well, but that and Ted Cruz seems thing. like, what was the soup thing? You never heard about the soup thing? I don't remember. This was my <laughs> so many scandals. favorite thing that happened this election. Oh my God. This was like the best night of my life. Um, when it was like a town hall and they had the uh, candidates' families on and they asked Heidi to tell like some story, I think, or just like to humanize them. And her story was that on their wedding night, uh, or after directly after their honeymoon, the day they got back, Ted Cruz went out and bought 100 cans of Campbell's Chunky Soup to have and eat. And they had this little tussle over it. And then Heidi went and returned the soup. Right. And then her mother told her she shouldn't have done that. And so she bought the 100 cans of Campbell's Chunky Soup back. And that is all Ted Cruz eats, apparently. Did uh, Campbell's latch onto that and do some viral tweets? Well, um, <laughs> funny you should say that because I contacted Campbell's after this happened. And it took, well, I emailed them. I emailed a lot of their different PR people. I had to go on LinkedIn to find as many as I could. Uh, finally, after I got Glenn Greenwald to tweet at them for me, they you got Glenn Greenwald to tweet about. Yeah, Campbell's he demanded transparency about, about Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I demanded answers. Oh. Um, All of a sudden, Glenn Greenwald has a funny side. That's news to me. No, this isn't, there's, there's nothing funny about this. This is serious. Yeah, serious. Okay. This is serious I, I, it seems pretty funny to me. <laughs> um, and uh, I asked Campbell's whether they thought it was a good idea that Ted Cruz uh, bought 100 cans of soup. And they told me that while they were going to stick to what they know, they think at least 100 cans is a good idea. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So Viral. that was a big... Uh, Viral. Yeah. Why do you think these like specific instances of weird things stick to those candidates, but all they do for Trump is like... Like make him more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, he Trump feeds on on dark energy, so I think right. that like, and he has so many though. It's like hard to. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. It's like it's like, like the pin theory. All of, all of it together is he's, he's like a pretty well rounded guy. When you look at it, all together, <laughs> I mean, rounded in a certain aspect. But yeah, I mean, there's like so much happening with Trump that it's impossible to focus on one thing because instantly something else happens. No, I think I can answer your question. Well, let me try, please. Well, I think that those candidates suck. Okay, they, yeah, but they were bad. They're not going to make America <laughs> great. No, no, Trump. No, no. This is how bad it is for the Republican Party right now. Is that their candidates were so just generally bad at like making policy, at making their point, at seeming like reasonably sane. Well, no, I think that they're too good at being politicians, basically, and like coming off or like having or knowing what to say that's not going to like incite like people because the issue is that like when they say these things that seem humanizing or weird like that's people latch on to because they're so rare yeah but they're not even but they're bad well, anecdotes. yeah yeah i mean they're, they're like yeah. they're like not normal anecdotes like right which is why it's so weird no but i'm saying but this is my to my point <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like they're just bad they're just bad. They stink. Like they suck at. It's like Uncanny being, Valley being a, hum, a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like they are bad at being a person. Mm-hmm. And so and so Trump, who is definitely bad at being a person, but also is he's just a bad person. He's also, a, he, when people <laughs> see you as evil, if they see some weird little flaw or quirk, they're gonna really. It's hilarious because right. it's like a supervillain who has a thing for popsicles. Or something. Right, like it's right. so funny. It's like, it's like Blofeld with the cat, you know, or whatever. And like the thing is, like Trump. Even though he's horrible, mm-hmm. and we'll get to this in a second, I do want to talk about it. Yeah, he's a performer. He's right. good oh, at yeah. like playing to a crowd, and like so all of like oh he's like this terrible person over here, right? And then you've got these kind of like shitty humans who don't really function that well. And so Trump was able. This is how bad it is, I think, mm-hmm. that like Trump was able to just completely like destroy them, even though he basically is like a completely flawed person. Well, and if you're talking about Trump, like basically knocking them out. I think 
why he was so effective at that is because Trump has a notoriously like non-existent att- attention span and everyone is his enemy. So when he had 10 competitors, it he was in his like natural state and he yeah. was ready to like pounce. Yeah, and he but pounced. He's like, he's like the Katamari Damacy of weird things. Like it just gets buried under more mm. and more. And like if you, Trump? Yeah. He's like, it's like that pin theory where like if you lay on a bed of nails, none of them will poke you. But if you're Hillary Clinton and there's just email, yeah. it's going to go right through you. That's really dark. I, I mean, that's, that's, I agree with like that. A, it's like a physical situation that I don't want to think about. But I mean, okay, I, we, I want to talk about Trump. Yeah. But I don't, I want to get, I, I want to like finish this, like Ted Cruz, right, 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 Jeb right. Bush. Also Ted Cruz, Jeb Bush, same number of letters, basically same like structure of name. They're actually the same person. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not. Facts. No. Well, it's just no, like, it's, Ted it's like Cruz, a Ted Cruz that, is like, Ted yeah. Cruz is like a super villain and, and Jeb Bush is his like feckless like helper or whatever. Like he's kind of like dumb. Like, or his brother's feckless helper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just think that like, if, if that was a buddy comedy, Jeb Bush is definitely not the main character. No, no, He's no, like no. the side character. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's fun. I guess in buddy comedies, each one, both of them are the main character. Uh, like in Dumb or Dumb and Dumber, like an, it's, are well, they equally? I don't think they are. I think Jim like Carrey is like eighties, like like jocks versus geeks film. Trump is like the guy pushing everyone in the pool. Then is he? Yeah, I feel like it's like Nightmare on Elm Street two, and have you ever seen that movie? By the way, I never seen either. It's really interesting. It's like super like S and M like leather. Like it's pretty. It's also pretty like gay. And then, like the director who's been asked for, sorry, this is so, this <laughs> no, is so, I, this is so left field. But like the director for years was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see it at all. And like then, like recently, was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gay. Like I think I made a pretty gay. I really movie. gave that up. Yeah, yeah, and like and and, uh, but I feel like Trump is like Freddy Krueger, and everyone else is like a teen victim. And Trump would definitely love to see it that way. <laughs> the point is, uh, Ted Cruz and Jeb Bush, and it's easy to get them confused because I almost said, yeah, like Ted Bush and Jeb Cruz. A lot of short syllables. There's just such bad people. I, Not bad people, bad at being people. Well, Jeb Bush is, I think, um, generally a more n- natural person than Ted is. Ted is sort of a, I think Ted is a entity unto himself. Yeah, but think about that. Think about all the speeches that Jeb gave. Well, Jeb, like, Jeb, just, Jeb just didn't want it was the issue, I think. Like, Jeb had no desire to do this. He just wanted to make his dad proud. I'm so glad that I don't have a father that I have to, like... Be president for? Live up to. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I mean, my dad My dad doesn't... He's not, like, be more successful. Like, it's just not that kind of relationship. Like, I, I don't know what it's like if you're in one of these families where the dad's like, you've disappointed me. I think that's Jeb's whole life. Yeah. And he's yeah. blue bloods, man. They act like they've got these southern accents, but they're a bunch of blue bloods from like oh, yeah. the East Coast. Like I don't understand. I mean, there are Jeb's of Wasp Incarnate. Yeah, but yeah. he's got that accent. Sort of. He's like, come on, y'all. So I want to talk about Trump because mm-hmm. you've done some serious, serious Trump journalism. Serious, yeah. I mean, you've gone, you've gotten to the core. I'd like to think so. The juicy core of Donald Trump, which is a disgusting sounding idea. We're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk. It's going to be all about Trump. My whole day. Which I know is what everybody's waiting for. Yeah. Tomorrow is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to tomorrow and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? 
And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your city card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible city consumer credit and debit cards. This episode of Tomorrow is brought to you by Braintree. Developers around the world have embraced the Braintree V.0 SDK as the easiest way to add secure mobile payments to their apps and websites. No matter what payment type, Braintree accepts it. Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if something new pops up, they'll support that too. It's the same payment solution used by Uber, Airbnb, and GitHub. So you know it scales. Integrating it into your app is as easy as inserting a few lines of code. But don't take my word for it. Try out the sandbox and see for yourself at braintreepayments.com slash tomorrow. We're back with Ashley Feinberg, and we're talking about. Uh, we were during the break actually talking a little bit about Justin Bieber, but now yes. we're going to talk about Trump. Mm-hmm. So Some you broke people. you broke a huge story on Trump. Yes, huge. A story that you're now being possible. There's going to be possible litigation over. Maybe they're sending letters. I think it's very likely that you're going to be sued into oblivion by Trump and his people. They're a little and late. also Peter Thiel and who's Peter back, Thiel. Peter Thiel is yeah. backing, backing Trump. Um, he is actually a Trump supporter. Because like the Joker in uh, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, Peter Thiel just wants to watch the world burn. Um, part, of the, part of the world, specific part of the world. Specific, yeah. Just this part. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Trump's hair. Yeah, let's. You launched a serious investigation into the nature uh, of Trump's hair. Yes. And uh, what it is. And where it came from. Can you tell me about your some of your findings in that investigation? Yeah. So um, basically, we didn't find out anything definitively. But everything we found out points to the fact that this is the person who does his hair. So we got this anonymous tip that Trump used uh, a hair place called Ivari International. And they have offices in Beverly Hills, New York, and Paris, or they used to. Paris. They're yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, you know all the Parisians who are hitting the Invari for the hair well, stuff. Well, that's where their only offices now is in Paris. That's where they can escape. I was going to say, there's lit- some kind litigation. of legal loophole yeah. letting them stay. <laughs> they, can, they can avoid litigation in yeah. Paris. But um, yeah, and basically, we they were on the floor directly below Donald Trump, where now his children are. Um, they advertised in New York so, magazines. So when you say floor below, you mean... In Trump Tower. Okay. Right, right. They were on the 25th floor of Trump Tower. Donald Trump was on the 26th floor of Trump Tower. Um, is that the top floor? No, it is not the top What's floor. What's the top floor? Uh, much higher than that. I'm so, gonna say. so Donald Trump was, his office was there? Yeah, that's where it is right now, too. It's 26th floor. Why wouldn't he take the top floor? Um, lo- Long wait time. Long wait time. Well, his, his uh, I think his, like, where he lives is near the top. Oh, he lives up on the top. And I don't know if it's the re- exact top, but near uh, So he's on the 25th floor. No, 26th 26th, floor. Yeah. And Ivari. Ivari's on the 25th. On the 25th. Mm-hmm. And so then, so tell me, just walk our listener, right. if they don't know, through your theory. Okay, so it's basically, um, Ivari had a lot of clients in, uh, like, New York upper echelons like jocelyn uh, wildenstein used ivari or she was like in certain advertisements with him and um basically what their method is is it's called the 
micro it's called micro extensions i believe yeah yeah that's what i use yeah i mean micro, i can tell you can great. tell right yeah um i use it on my eyelashes yeah, micro extensions i love it i'm trying i think that's the term is that I, it sounds right yeah, can okay, you look at ryan like, can you look it up to yeah, make it's sure like, it's it's factual, me for a minute but um, accurate yeah. yeah it's micro extensions and what it is from what i was able to understand because sort of all the information i was able to glean about it was from this extremely outdated website and all these lawsuits that Evari had against him where they described it in detail but um Evari had uh, lawsuits against Evari. Yeah, a, a lot of people, Ivari, sorry. former customers like, were suing Edward Avari, who was the main uh, hair person. Yeah. Yeah. And basically what the it's- main, The main hairstylist. It, the patented name is Microcylinder Intervention. Mi- it was Microcylinder. Sorry, that's what it was. Okay, I knew it was wrong. Okay, yeah. okay. Microcylinders. And get, tell me how that works. So um, basically what it sounds like happens is it's, not, it's non-surgical. They're very adamant about that. And they take the hair you do have- and they take sort of this like mixture of wires and kind of thread and they tie their micro extensions like they slip it onto the hair you have and then also kind of tie it to your actual hair. So it forms this sort of weave that is supposed to blend in. But what that means is that as your actual hair grows out, uh, the, the hair piece basically grows out with it. And so you have to get it tightened every six to eight weeks. For, for wildly this expensive like a, money. a fucking nightmare. I mean, it sounds like something yeah. like that you would dream of and you'd wake up from the dream and you'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, thank God that wasn't happening to me. Well, well like it, it sounds yeah. like it technically works. Do you know what I mean? But it's not like a great idea in well, practice. Why wouldn't you just get, well, I don't understand why you wouldn't just get plugs. Or hairpiece. Well, Don, well, Donald Trump's very like scared of needles, but also. How do you know that? Uh, it's sort of been written about in a lot of kind of off uh, script biographies. But um, he's scared of needles. He's scared of like surgery and needles and like, yeah, it's, which was part of the reason he sp- supposedly chose this non-surgical procedure. But um, oh, one of the like big what a wimp. factors was uh, <laughs> sad. The, sad. Fact, the fact that um, in their advertisements, they are very adamant about that, the fact that it's like your real hair. You can pull it. You can like wash it, which is kind of word for word exactly what Trump says when he asked people to tug on his hair. Really? Yeah, it was very bizarre. Why? So people are like, is your hair real? Well, he kind of brings it up a lot more than others do, which is also an indication that something's not totally right. Cause, really? Yeah. And in, in like speeches, he'll say, oh, people always say like my hair is fake here. Like come up and pull it. And I'll like have a, w- a woman from the audience come up and like tug on his hair. What, during his uh, run for president? Yeah. Yeah. During rallies, he's had women come I up mean, and do that. this guy's that. a fucking, are you kidding me? I cannot believe this we're This is serious. a shocking you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> this, is not, this is like a very Yeah. This is the most shocking. Do. This is the most shocking thing I've heard about but Donald Trump. But you know Trump. what? It is. This is why her reporting is incredible to me. I know. Because it's so illustrative. It's incredible. You're cracking open the biggest conspiracy of our time. Ho- I ho- hope so. No, I think it's the, I think this yeah. is bigger than the, the reptilian shapeshifters. All of which were true. Featured in The Biggest Secret, one of my favorite books. I don't know if mm-hmm. I've ever talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, I've seen yeah. these now. Is that the... Right. Oh, look at that. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at this. It all fits. So it's just a comb over. It's like a really elaborate comb it's over. It's like a sort of a... If I had a wig and like I sewed it onto parts of your hair and then let it sit and just you had to wait every once in a while to tighten it, which is a lot of why people were suing. Do you think... Well, is Donald Trump... Was Donald Trump's father bald? Great question. Donald Trump's father did get, uh, he'd lost his hair a lot, and Donald Trump's hairline does not match what his father's was, but it's all off on your maternal side. Okay, what about what about his- um, Fred Trump? Yeah. 
Uh, Fred Trump actually has a great head of hair. I do not know whether or not it is natural. Oh, really? Yeah. I think you should delve into that. I, I looked into it a little bit, but I was uh, more focused on Donald's hair. So after you wrote this article, this this deep dive into Trump's yes. hair, something very interesting happened. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. We got we got a, a letter from... Um, <laughs> From e. Edward Avari's uh, lawyer, who was Charles Harder, who is uh, also the same lawyer who got some money from Peter Thiel for other lawsuits. Let's get really clear about this. I know you're kind of dancing around it because, yes. you know, it's very close, near and dear to you. This lawyer, Edward Harder, is that his name? Charles Harder. Charles Harder, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Harder is the lawyer that uh, represented Hulk Hogan? Uh, n- did I just yes, make yes, that up? Yes, yes, he is, yes, right? True. I think that's right. In the in the um, yeah. monumental and historically uh, important, mm-hmm. significant lawsuit that brought Gawker to its knees. Indeed. Which was funded by uh, a man named Peter Thiel. Seasteader Peter Thiel. A seasteading gentleman by the name of Peter mm-hmm. Thiel who just wants to be able to do whatever he wants without the intrusion of the U.S. government. Or the media. Or the media. Yeah. Or and live forever. He wants to live. He wants to live. Well, I mean, who, who doesn't? Who right? doesn't he want to doesn't live want forever? Science or God or the government or people or uh, medical facts to keep him from doing what <laughs> yeah. he wants to do. He wants to be, which is be secretly gay. We're a lot alike in that way. He's like the video game Bioshock in a lot of ways. He wants to get formed in some kind of underwater community where uh, no governance by man nor mm-hmm. gods. Could... And he's starting with Gawker. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the, as one would. He's like the path to like a godlike existence on this planet is to take out Gawker first and foremost. We're going to take out the comment section. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to take Kinja down once and for all. It doesn't take a lot. Well, never mind. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's a little inside baseball for you. Hmm. Anyhow, to the Kinja developers, I, I'm going to pour one out. Kinja's great. But uh, <laughs> Kinja, Kinja's great. Kinja's, Kinja's great, TM. The uh, tagline of the Kinja platform. Anyhow, but uh, so so this guy basically is like, he's Peter Thiel's puppet. You don't have to say that. I'm going to say it. I, yeah. And then I'll get sued by Peter Thiel, but uh, Harder Charles Harder, yes, is a puppet of Peter Thiel, and he sent you a letter on behalf of Edward Ivari. Correct. And the letter said what? Uh, the letter basically said that uh, we were hurting Edward Ivari's business and we were defaming him. And in the, in the first letter, he never actually said that we were incorrect. He just kind of took issue with certain facts in our piece that he was upset that we quoted uh, judges' opinions of, like, lawsuits that had happened because he thought they were defamatory, but they he were... Was a, he was upset that you did... That you we just wrote facts He was out. upset that we reported things yeah. and, like, wrote out things judges have explicitly said about Avari. But not really a way... Not really... Um, kind of like you're in the legal clear there considering the fact that those were actual judgments. Right. Well, um, so then we replied and we, were, we actually wrote an article about it and our lawyers sent a letter back and then he sent a new letter um, taking issue with the fact that we actually were incorrect about the floor Trump was on. Originally we said they were both on the 26th floor or the 25th floor but or 26th floor. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> One, yeah, whatever. And then, but Trump was actually the floor above. Yeah. And so um, we updated that fact. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. I mean, that's nearly liable, if you ask me. I mean, I mean they were at least confirming. The I, think you could, I think you get a Florida jury in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you get the floor wrong, you're basically a criminal, as far as I'm concerned. Right, but when they were saying that, they were confirming for the first time they were in Trump Tower during all this. So that was nice for us. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a win. Mm-hmm. And so what's the status of your legal battle with Ivari right now? Uh, I'm not sure. As far as I know, we I don't know if we received a letter back or not. So that's like been put to bed, basically. I have no idea. It could be anything. So then you've got a recent now... Moving on from the hair, mm-hmm. you've got a recent scandal that you've exposed with Trump. Right. His jacket. Yes. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, that was very uh, exciting. Tell me about because I have not read this story. Mm-hmm. That was today. That was a few hours oh, this ago, bread actually. just happened. Yeah, it just happened. So this will air tomorrow on Tuesday. So on Monday, you published the story. It published today, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the people listening. Right, 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 whatever. So what, tell me the story. Um, so basically this weekend, um, Trump posted an Instagram of him in Reince Priebus in an airplane, uh, Reince had Reince, Reince. Renfield? Renfield. Dracula's Dracula's assistant. Um, Um, So he he had his jacket taken off, as one does in an airplane. Reince did. Yeah. Uh, Can I see that picture again, Ryan? Just get that up. Donald Trump, however, did not. And as I was looking at that, I started to realize that I don't know that I'd ever seen Trump not wearing a jacket. Yeah. Except um, in like... When he's playing golf. And mm-hmm. so I went through every single photo of Donald Trump on Getty. And I found that the last photo of him without a jacket. <laughs> yeah, it was Mar- It was in March of 2015. Is that, is that uh, Ivanka? That is Ivanka. That is his beloved Ivanka. Yeah. She looks cool. Big she sunglasses. So too, yeah. <laughs> she um, wasn't my daughter. <laughs> do, I mean, do you think his comments about Ivanka are inappropriate? I think they're wildly inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, It's I mean, weird, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, the way he touches her is weird. The way he speaks about her is weird. There's a lot of weirdness going on with her. Well, he's, very, he's a very affectionate guy. He, he loves her. Everybody hates Tiffany. Poor yeah. Tiffany, yeah. You know, he never touches Tiffany in that way. Yeah, he I mean, didn't that's the one, Tiffany on Twitter. That's the until, one good thing Tiffany has what? gone for. Wait, really? He did, he, there was a list online of people he'd followed on Twitter before Tiffany, which he only followed her a couple uh, weeks ago, but it was hilarious. Really? Damn. Well, you know, in his defense, her Twitter is fucking boring, okay? Have you heard her pop song? It's great. What? It's She's so a pop good. song called Like a Bird. No. It was only available on Amazon for mm-hmm. months, and it recently <laughs> came to iTunes and Spotify. It's fantastic. Only available on Amazon? It's very Amazon MP3. What? Yeah. What? Oh, my she, God. She I'm... tried for pop stardom. She's trying. Yeah. Good for Wait, Tiffany. Wait, Tiffany is, uh, she just graduated college. Tiffany just graduated college, yes. So she had a pop song? Before college. Mm-hmm. She was like, if this goes, I won't have to go to college. And it didn't, <laughs> so she did. <laughs> So she I went mean, to she Trump. Didn't you have to go to college. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's like a Carly Rae Jepsen situation going on with her. Uh, uh, no. no, Carly Rae Jepsen is a musician. Yeah, uh. <laughs> she's she as a real person. Okay. Yeah. Really? Um, Tiffany. I, I mean, Tiffany's more of like a. Don't come for gay icon. Carly <laughs> Rae oh wait, right she's now. a gay icon since when? Absolutely. Are you fucking kidding me? Carly Rae Jepsen is. She a had huge one. She had star. one song and then her emotion. whole last album is called Emotion. I know, I know you should buy like, it on iTunes. I know everybody's into emotion, but seriously. Don't come for CRJ. <laughs> really? What's the single from Emotion? I really, really, really like you. No one likes that I've song. I've heard that song. I've heard and it. Tom, like Hanks, it. Tom Hanks disagrees. Well, Tom Hanks is super old and out of touch. So I don't <laughs> know. You're coming like. for Big? Uh, Big was made in 1986. You Were you even fucking bored? Were you even alive in 1986? Were you? No, I was not. <laughs> no, you were not. Okay. Well, Look at I, this skin. I rest my case. <laughs> wow. Look at this skin, really? It's great skin. It is good skin, actually. It's an incredible complexion. Uh-huh. Anyhow, moving along. Mm-hmm. So this jacket. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah, right. So uh, I f- through my research, I spent hours on Getty and AP Images. I found that the last 
uh, image of Trump without a jacket was in March of 2015, which is weird. Like I, I it was hard without without a like a suit a suit jacket. jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or any yeah, it's like a suit jacket on. He's yeah. every single photo. Every even when he was on the plane eating uh, KFC, he was wearing a jacket. Ugh, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm kind of minus hungry. the jacket. No, I'm just kind of hungry. Right. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't eat. Ch- I wouldn't eat chicken. That's the that's right. the worst. But but um, the other issue with that. So uh, Trump had this biography that came out in 1993 that was unauthorized, and he kind of sued into submission. Um, by Which, what is it? It's called. Uh, I have it actually right here. You have it? Yeah, I have it. Oh my god, this is amazing. Um, most people don't bring props, so well, this yeah. is really exciting. <laughs> I was using it for my post today. <laughs> Hello. It's a Lost Tycoon yeah. by Harry Hurt, I believe. And so, uh, yeah, if you, if you open the front cover, you can so see actually they had to put a, uh, yeah, they had to put a note because Ivana asked them to, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Notice to the reader. Wow. I'm going to read this. Okay. On April 7th, 1993, when Lost Tycoon had already been printed and was awaiting shipment, the publisher, <laughs> this is fucked up, who had met with Donald Trump and his lawyers on March 3rd, received the following communication from Donald Trump's lawyers. The statement by Ivana Trump does not contradict or invalidate any information contained in this book, and it is included here only to give full expression to differing points of view on an important event. Mm-hmm. What year was this published? Uh, 1993. Yeah. Here we go. Hold on. During a deposition given by me in connection with my matrimonial case, I stated that my husband had raped me. I wish to say that on one occasion during 1989, Mr. Trump and I had marital relationship relations in which he behaved very differently toward me than he had in our marriage. As a woman, I felt violated. As the love and tenderness which he normally exhibited toward me was absent, I referred to this as a rape, quote, rape, but I do not want my words to be interpreted in a literal or criminal sense. Any contradictory any contrary conclusion would be an incorrect and most unfortunate interpretation of my statement, which I do not want to be interpreted in a speculative fashion, and I do not want the press or media to misconstrue any of the facts set forth above. All I wish is for this matter to be put to rest. The statement can only be released and used in its entirety. Approved Ivana M. Trump, April 6, 1993. They had to paste that into every copy. So her statement is, I said that he raped me. Uh-huh. But I was really using rape as a term to describe a. It was a feeling. A feeling that I had when we made love. Right. She's also since waffled on that yeah. statement a few times, and but because of the, well, you can explain the, the Bill Clinton stuff. Though I mm-hmm. feel like the press is kind of at detente with this. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of covered a little bit, but there's a lot of, yeah. What's so, but, the Aspen incident? This the amazing. Aspen incident was when actually. Uh, uh, Marla... some, you got some earmarking going on. Yeah, but... yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of another thing. But uh, <laughs> the Aspen incident was when he took Ivana to Aspen and Marla Maples also he invited his mistress at the time and eventual second wife. And they had a bit of a, uh, they got in a bit of a fight on the slopes. No. Yes. There's, a, there's a Gawker post about it actually if you want to. Who wrote this book? Uh, Harry Hurt, I believe. I, you know, the worst thing about this is that Donald Trump has like unauthorized biographies written about him. I think that's like the biggest crime of From all. From 1993. Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, he sued it. It's out of publication now. Like, you can't buy it from less than $100. Where did you get that on eBay? Sam Biddle actually gave it to me. Sam Biddle. Left. Yeah. Uh, Sam Biddle, one of the most controversial Gawker writers of all time. Mm-hmm. Now working at The Intercept, mm-hmm. which is Glenn Greenwald's Glenn, yeah. publication. 
Do you think about like ever going on in your career and doing something like Kitty Kelly where you like take a big book of this crazy shit about one person? Um, yeah, I mean, if I got enough to do it, that would be great. You want to write a book? Uh, about Trump? Not really. No, I mean, I. <laughs> No. You want to be Trump's new biographer? I I'm, just want to make sure I'm hearing it. <laughs> I'm kind of a very Jason exhausted of Trump right now. But Are you? Oh, yeah. Tell me what you think his chances are to become president. I mean, I think they're incredibly slim, but I also thought they were incredibly slim to be the candidate. How would you feel about living in Trump's America? I, I honestly can't even imagine it. I mean. Really? Yeah, it's. I mean, can you? I feel like America will become like one big Mar-a-Lago. I mean, I don't know what Mar-a-Lago is, by the way. I don't know what it's meant to represent. <laughs> when I hear the words Mar-a-Lago, I don't know if that means like it's a person's name or a location on the planet. It's a, it's a, it's a resort in Florida. Okay, but what is Mar-a-Lago? What is the meaning of it's it? It's in Florida. It's probably oh, it's a Spanish that. word Something for lake. sea to lake. Yeah, sea to lake. Sea to lake. Okay. Yeah. I, and that that's something I didn't know before. Well, we learn something new every day. Well, you know, I mean, I know Trump is a big supporter of of the, uh, the Hispanic people. Of the Hispanic people, he uh, eats taco bowls all Latinos, the time. Hispa Hispanics. <laughs> I know that. I know that he's highly respectful of their their those people, their culture, mm -hmm. um, their right to be in America. Oh yeah. So, so where do you go from here? Now you're we're getting we're closing in on the on, on the uh, right the most important. And uh, intense months of a presidential mm -hmm. uh, year, and w what are you going to be focusing on for the next few months? Yeah, um, I mean, so the conservative candidates interest me a lot more than the Democratic ones. Um, Why? I think because they are supposed to convey this sense of sort of, I mean, conservatism of being morally superior in some way, and it's often not the case. Right. And so it's interesting to sort of pick that apart. Trump is defies that a lot because he is not. In, Do you think you mean because he's a piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he <laughs> is a monster, and he is no, he's horrible, right? Yeah, and he's comfortable expo expressing that. Yeah, basically, which yeah. like the baby thing, right? Yeah, which makes it hard. The quote, quote unquote, baby. The, the yeah, quote unquote, the baby. Right. Yeah. So it's hard. Sad. <laughs> it's very sad. Very sad. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's harder to sort of pick apart his basically what his his facade he puts up because his facade is him. Does he have a facade? I don't think he does. I don't think so. I mean, his facade is who he is. I think he is this deeply insecure person, which is why I think the coat thing is really interesting because that is the one thing he sort of portrays as his being. So yeah, yeah. So what are you saying? He doesn't. He hasn't removed his coat in how long? He. Yeah, he hasn't, as far as I know, he has not taken off his coat in 17 months. <laughs> but do you think when he sleeps, the coat comes off? I mean, yes. I think that he does not shower with his coat. But but like in private, right. he's probably taking the coat right, off. Right, right. It's, it's basically... It's... Remove your coat, Donald. <laughs> Who is that? Well, oh, that's the thing. Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it, I don't no, think it's it Melania Trump oh, impersonating. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that oh, that's what I was saying is like in this book, um, there is a part where he talks about how Marla Maples says that she's never seen Donald Trump completely naked, and that anytime they're about to have He's sex, a never nude. Well, hold on. Anytime they're about to have sex, he makes her go into the bathroom while he undresses, and then gets into the covers, and then tells her to come in. What? Yes. What? Yeah. Is wow. this like the amphetamines thing? Like he definitely has body issues. Oh yeah, hey, I we mean... all do. Okay, you know what? <laughs> right, please don't, it. please don't body shame <laughs> Donald Trump. No one is perfect. Okay, 
Yeah. We all have our crosses to bear. Mm-hmm. Ivanka is amazing, I got to tell you. Trump agrees. I got to say she's uh, incredible. and she's, <laughs> incre- she's an incredible body. I don't think there's any way you can deny that. I don't care how related you are to her. Her body Extremely is related. incredible. That's what qualifies her for Secretary of State. <laughs> so he gets into bed. Right. The lights are off. Yeah, yeah. He takes his clothes off. Uh-huh. And then, and then he says, come on in. And then Melania has to encounter... Well, that was Marla Maples. Who knows? Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but Marla Maples or Melania has to encounter his micropenis. That's interesting. Yeah, or uh, think, alleged micropenis. Well, do we think he has a micropenis? Well, if you go by the old rule by hand size... Yeah, his hand is officially not the... is smaller than the average size male. Is it really? Yeah. How uh, tall I think, is he? I think how Hollywood is, Reporter found that out. How tall is Donald Trump? Uh, he's 6'2"? Six, six, he's pretty tall. Is he 6'1"? He's taller than... Ted Cruz is the best president. Six two. Yeah. Six two is that's two inches shorter than me. Yeah. He's that a is, tall man. So that's that's, that's a good way of phrasing me. that. Yeah. It's very tall. Strand sells mm-hmm. Trump hands, which are little baby doll hands they've cut off. And they sell <laughs> yeah. them for a dollar each. <laughs> well, I'm interested in his hands. I, mean, I want to know it? what's it like to be caressed by Donald Trump's hands. It's a little nightmare on Elm Street too, for my taste. <laughs> I feel like to be to be held in Donald Trump's hands. I imagine if you're, uh, I. I have a hard time believing that Melania is happy in that marriage, but... Can we put this out there? When I see Melania, when I hear Melania, I hear a person who's been imprisoned by someone else who needs to get out. I think that there was a mutual benefit for a while, and I think she had no desire for him to run for office. And I think now that he is, she is very, very upset about what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. What's happening in there, Ryan? What are you doing? I was saying I think she's like a mail order bride situation, but the like legal, the most legal version where you have a prenup that's extremely ironclad about having children, staying married, not saying this, not saying that, signing NDAs. But I think also if you're a grown woman and you're put in front of a stage <laughs> and you endorse racism and stuff, I kind of think like but Melania she- Trump's in a position where if she walked away now, I don't think anything too bad would happen to her. Now, the craziest thing is, is that fucking Ivanka speech. Where she's oh. like, I mean, about women's rights and fucking no lists, yeah. equal pay. I'm you like, mean when she spoke at the DNC? No, it's so, <laughs> it's, so cra- it's so crazy. I'm like, what fucking universe are Republicans cheering for this shit? They are the most anti-woman. The In that like arena, like no one really could hear what she was saying. They just like kind of cheered at their cues. Were you there? Yeah, yeah. I was. I was there for Ivanka's speech. Yeah. How did you feel? Um, it during so like there are parts like during like Rudy Giuliani's speech, for instance, it was like very it was horrifying people sort were, of. were being it, they, scary it was, yeah i mean it was like they wanted blood yeah like it was in like i it was insane this is like it reminds me a lot about sarah i mean do you remember sarah palin speeches like, oh yeah they were the best they were yeah fantastic. I mean, but they were but they were i remember watching the rnc and watching sarah palin and i was mm-hmm. like this person is fucking evil like they're bad they're a bad oh, person yeah. but and they're like like getting everybody into at least sarah's like, palins were like sort of not nonsensical like giuliani knew what he was saying and like it was it felt a lot more oh, Giuliani, no, Giuliani is a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah, and Christie was, that That was kind of the most jarring speech. Chris I think. Christie? Yeah. What was the, I can't remember. His the, was, was like it? the like, his was basically like the one where he was like litigating Hillary's like prison sentence and he was like. Lock her up. Yeah, lock, lock her, her up. up. Yeah. Chris Christie, I'm looking forward to his um, Venture into obscurity. I'm still hoping he's going to be the vice president. He's I not, still have my fingers crossed. What do you mean? What do you mean over Pence? Yeah, I mean, I Trump did not want Pence. There's, I that was his first choice. He tried to go back. Any, he tried to go back at midnight. He tried to cancel yeah. the deal. 
art of the cancel. They wouldn't let him. According I still think who? that according to whom? According to Multiple the internet. Sources. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that Pence might come to his whatever and back out. Newt or Christie is like my dream because then I'll be okay with not having Ted Cruz or Jeb Bush. I mean, all of all of the people supporting Trump right now, all of the Republicans supporting him are detestable piles of shit. Including I mean, I just want to say, yeah. I just want to say, uh, yeah, Paul Ryan is all of them. Anyone who is who can go out there and stump for him mm-hmm. or talk about him positively is a is anti-American. They're, but you're worse than just a regular Republican where I think like you're unintelligent and self-centered. I feel like you're not only unintelligent and self-centered, you're willing to sell out the things you truly believe in yes. your ignorance oh, yeah. 100%. For, 100%. for gain. They're willing to sell out anything they can to maintain power. And that is why the Republican Party has failed. I mean, it's, as, as it's going to be a mess of, after this. No, it's, it, it has failed. It has failed as a component of American politics. And, and like their mis, their greatest mistake was in believing they could do anything. They could say anything and do anything to hold power. Like they have no, there's no compass point. Well, That's why you now, get fucking Ted Cruz, not. Jeb Bush and Donald Trump. Do you think the tea party tricked them into thinking like these people are so wildly fanatical? No, I think they, allowed the tea party to be part I think, of what I think they there do. were too many people who when I think the tea party helped kind of I, without, without without the tea party I don't think Trump would be the nominee no yeah that's the the cra- crazy infected right. the Republican party I mean but Obama drove Republicans to the brink of sanity because because there are there's a set of Re- Republicans who are like financially conservative and are want to have a strong military totally fine. I'll, I will. I can argue about that. Uh-huh. And then there's like the branch of Republicans oh, yeah. who are like, "Remember when the South was right? Let's the South shall rise again." Mm-hmm. Like that. I mean, those that's like people. a large part now. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like it is okay. Like, so I watched that show Granite Flats, which is produced by what BYU is TV. That? That, well, it's not a show. <laughs> it's a Netflix show created by BYU, which is Brigham Young University, and oh, it's run by Mormonism. Sorry, Brigham Young. I mean, can they not come up with a better name? Honestly, sad. That sounds like a great show. <laughs> well, the show is basically a drama, except everyone in it is a good person. Is this a narrative show? What is this? Mm-hmm. It's, is a, it it's, drama? A, it's a dramatized 50s period piece. Okay, I like this. And it's very, um, Mormon? let's say, generous to the 1950s, except there's no s- drinking the or smoking. The greatest period of America <laughs> that has ever existed. There's no drinking or smoking and uh, in the whole thing. And everyone is, is uh, in general, a quote unquote good person with like good beliefs. So what's the conflict? Is but what I, like, uh, there isn't one. I've watched like four episodes. Nothing leftovers. happens. But what I wanted to say great. was I feel like, don't you feel like there's like a part of them that thinks like, if we get back to this, like if we get back to the fifties, if like, if it's just white people, no, listen, 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 be nice. no, no, listen, it's like Clint Eastwood's comments about like his America or whatever are, he's talking about a time when, right colored people weren't part of his problem like they or like weren't, gay people would shut they the weren't fuck in his, up yeah, yeah they weren't in his like world they were being view. challenged yeah yeah i mean it's wonderful to be totally dominant and have every one of your opinions validated yes yeah validated by reality mm-hmm. like that sounds fucking great but that's not reality <laughs> well, the crazy thing is clinton didn't even endorse donald trump he just said like he's on to something but he never said like vote for trump which i mean yeah, but, but didn't Clint- scotty's would say that Scott Eastwood. Son. His son. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe. You don't know who Scott Eastwood, I don't know who Scott Eastwood is? is? He's very sexy. He's but the Scott Bayo right? of uh, the Eastwood family. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, uh, look, they're all shit. All the Eastwoods are shit. 
I don't care who you are. I don't care how fucking famous you are. I don't care how many Dirty Harry movies you made. If you are even remotely supportive of Donald Trump or this kind of like weird thread of Americanism and nationalism that is highly racist, homophobic, xenophobic, you can basically go fuck yourself. That's how I feel about it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's one man's opinion. (laughs) One powerful man's opinion. No, but like, I just, I just... It's like it's like a, we're in a moment of reckoning in America. Hopefully, no, we and are. That, I mean, well, that's the hope is that after this, people will recognize that something is wrong. But who fucking knows? Do you no, think, think that, that? Do you think it's a false equivalency to say like Bernie or Bust is the um, same thing what? on the left? What do you mean? People are oh, saying like, Bernie or Bust is the green is the Tea Party. Of I mean, them. I think I think the Bernie situation is still at least from what I at least from what I saw, like the Bernie people were there were some who were like very like adamant fanatical but for the most part they were willing to admit that they're gonna vote for hillary in november and it's like it, they're they're not they're not as sort of like it's not as much of a dichotomy as it is in the conservative party right now i, I mean think. i think i think yeah in the because you look in the democratic party you can choose between like this radical left person who agrees with mm. all of what the other person agrees with but wants to go further except bernie's gmo shit kind of well, it's like Jill Stein me. and autism yeah, and vaccines. Like Bernie, yeah. It's, uh, Jill really Stein believes in healthcare for everybody. Just no vaccines and it's hey, all homeopathic. I don't know. We don't know that it, vaccines don't cause autism. They might. There's no, okay, there's Jenny no evidence. McCarthy. <laughs> no, but but with the Bernie people, I mean, the internet has distorted. The internet has distorted all of this. Like, I think there are, I think there are 20,000 shitty Bernie bros. I think there are some people who are not going to vote because they are upset Bernie Sanders didn't win. I think for the most part, people are rational and uh, logical and will vote for Hillary. Well, I mean, here's the deal. You can have Hillary or you can have Donald Trump. Yeah. Or Gary Johnson. Maybe. Maybe people No, will. not Susan maybe. Sarandon says, no. let's go Trump. I'm voting for Susan <laughs> Sarandon. Susan Sarandon is a pile of shit. <laughs> and, and Deborah Messing for life. Step, she was a bitch and stepmom. That's delete, my Delete uh, uh, Susan Sarandon from your existence. Is she voting for Trump? Susan Sarandon got in a fight with Deborah Messing on Twitter about <laughs> Bernie versus Hillary, yeah. and she lost. So now she put a puss face on for all of the DNC, and now she's saying, "I think it should be Trump because everyone will see how bad it is, and then it'll get better. So we like, should get really bad before exactly." She wasn't stepmom. Well, you know what? Fuck Susan Sarandon and her horrible ideas mm-hmm. about politics. If Donald Trump is elected president of the United States, that's the end of the United States. I don't it's think over. So. No, no, no I mean, we're Bush, over. But, we're done. But like. Bush Jr. was no, like a makes, nightmare. He makes George W. Bush look like a fucking Einstein. No, he makes yeah. George W. Bush look like a really smart, sophisticated guy. And that is the craziest thing George about Bush Trump. George Bush paints. I don't think Donald Trump could no, paint anything. No, no, yeah. no. Compare, I mean, he's a good painter, honestly. Like People were very aggressive about that. I think that he was a fine painter. You know, his painting is the best thing he's ever done. But can I just say something? I mean, George W. Bush, in, in contrast to Donald Trump, looks like... An American it's impossible hero. to say that until we see a Trump presidency. No, is a thing. No, it's Bush not. had a Bush like was a nightmare for the country. We're still sort of just getting over that. So imagine a person who is like ten x as bad because that's Donald Trump. No, no. So, so my if if Donald Trump does become president, the one silver lining is that hopefully his vice president will. Run everything because Trump has no desire to be president. Mike Pence. Let's talk about Mike Pence I mean, for okay, a second. Mike Pence is also a the guy who the but, guy who mandated that you have yeah. to have funerals for aborted babies. I, I agree with that. I Mike agree. Pence, who believes in gay conversion. Every you, time I hear about abortion, I have a funeral. You agree. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pence is a 
how can I how can I say this? A nice shining way? beacon of hope in America. Mike Pence is a stooge. <laughs> He's a. I mean, if I were Mike Pence, I I never would have accepted. He's it, nothing new could have been as a vice president. That's that was my dream. He makes Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden's an amazing person. But Joe Biden actually it was not a. He had a, did not have a sparkling record. It, he's Go been, on. Let's I, I'm trying to remember. He was much more to the middle, leaning right as a politician. Uh, he has kind of been obfuscated by his sort of wacky Joe in the White House uh, persona. Have you seen that friendship bracelet he sent to Barack? I did. I did see that. Okay. I mean, let's just... Don't, don't you think delete your account gave these people's social media managers a little too much license? They were. That was a really good tweet. <laughs> that was the best tweet of all they time. Did, that was a that good... Was, well, uh, the Bernie Sanders somebody wrote never tweet. That was, was, like, that that was, was better than delete good. your account. Yeah, that, that was, was it? Yeah, that was really fucking good. Who said that? Who I think was it was that? Elizabeth Warren who quoted Donald Trump as saying something about her and she just wrote, never tweet. No, I thought Bernie said never tweet. <laughs> oh, it was, it was yeah, Bernie. Yeah, it was Bernie. It was Bernie said never tweet. Are you a Bernie bro? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I've supported Bernie. You I like I Bernie. donated to Bernie, yeah. I voted I voted for Bernie. I did too. Okay, guess what? The shit is over. The primary Yeah, ended. I mean, I'm voting for Hillary. It's time to it's time to back a real candidate. I agree with that. His tweet was better. Bernie would have been pretty bad at running the government. Oh, I, I mean, Bernie would have been a bad president, but I'm glad he made it as far as he did in terms yeah. of pushing the platform left. Yeah, me general. too. That's great. That's wonderful. Can you imagine the kind of intellectual dialogue that has happened between the two top candidates in our in the Democratic Party happening between the Republican candidates? Like, what is the intellectual fucking dialogue between Donald Trump and Ted Cruz? It's a game of pong. I mean, no one wants to talk to Ted Cruz. There is no, there is no intellect there. Ashley, it's been so great. It's been great. You. I got to tell you, I don't know what happened. I don't know what <laughs> happened. I don't know what happened in the last forty-five minutes of this because it feels like that's what that's what the election feels. To things me. went really off the rails. Yeah, but uh, it was great having you. It so, was great being here. So we've covered the jacket. Uh-huh. What is next for you? What is next? Yeah, what's the next uh, bombshell? I, it's hard to say until it, it, it appears to me. Are you working on something? Uh, I'm working on more. Yeah, I'm working on sort of dissecting how Trump functions. As a person, like physically, physically would be great. If do you I think knew. he eats normal food? Uh, I think he is rumored to take a lot of diet pills. Is that true? I I, I wrote a piece about that. Uh, well, for all the diet pills he's taking, you think yeah. he'd be a lot skinnier? You would, or at a certain point, it kind of stops making that happen, and you sort of just balance back out. Well, when when was when was Trump skinny? He was skinny in like the eighties. That is like twenty years ago. I know. And it's, it's so long ago. It's been a long of time that he so, could have. So been he's a... just taking diet pills to feel normal? Allegedly. Really? No, not not for normal to like keep functioning. I mean, he sleeps like three or four hours a night. How do you know that? Because he says that he sleeps three or four hours a night. What kind of diet pills is he taking? Uh allegedly he is taking uh it's a, it's a sort of fentermine uh combination, allegedly. Why doesn't he take Adderall? Um because it's easier to get these, I think. Really? As far as I know. You don't think Trump could get Adderall? I think he... I could get Adderall and I'm full of no trickery. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you'd have to ask Donald Trump. Would I? I what about Ritalin? Couldn't he get a hairpiece? But he doesn't because he's stuck in he his He could leaves. do a lot of things that he doesn't do. <laughs> what about cocaine? You don't think he could just get some coke? But that's harder to keep like maintain in like a long term basis. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, Ashley, thank you for coming on this insane podcast thank you for having me i really appreciate it and you've got to come back after trump wins the president when president trump is in office yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and we talk about like I've what the future cast. holds for yeah. us i mean if we're allowed to talk 
Yeah, I think Jews are going to go in a special place, but yeah, I'll be I'll be around somewhere. Will you do that for me? Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just been informed by a writer at Gawker that your family has not changed their jacket in more than 17 months. And that is just fucking gross.